Vala Mogulis to everyone out there. Hope you beautiful people are all doing well. This is the Film 7 Game of Thrones Season 8 Episode 3 Review. How are you doing, Jake? I'm doing very well, Andy. What an episode we just had, eh? What an episode. This is what we've been waiting for since Season 1. The dance of ice and fire, the battle between good and evil, the merge between the White Walkers and the dragons. This has been the most anticipated thing since Game of Thrones started. This and eventually who's going to sit on the, on the Iron Throne. But this was an episode I really enjoyed. Obviously, you know, I did say last week that episode two was my favorite and I still stand by it. But this one was such a great episode because so much was at stake. They had to tell a story without dialogue. So the entire battle was a story in itself. But I see what the directors and the editors were trying to do. They wanted to remove as much dialogue as possible. And I think if you look at the entire Game of Thrones universe, this is probably the episode with the fewest lines. It took them something about five minutes before we even got the first action. So, you know, there was a lot of visual, there was a lot of show, don't tell in this episode, which which I find quite interesting. And there were, there were so many bits. I like how there was a lot of genres, f- filmmaking genres, compiled into this one episode. It started with a bit of suspense. You know, like in all these suspense movies, you don't see the monster. You know, you, can, you know they are there. You know, like the monster in the closet. You know it's there, but you can't see it. You know, that's how they started. It started with suspense. Then slowly it went from suspense to a bit of horror. That's when Arya was in the in the library with the you know there was a bit of horror in there. You know, then from there it went to a bit of drama. That's when they were in the crypts and they were just talking about their past history and all that. A bit of drama and maybe romance. I don't know. A bit of that. Then finally we ended with a bit of action. You know that when Jon Snow was trying to rush and Arya did what she did. They had so much to put in together, and I really think they did it uh, justice in my opinion what do you think i have mixed feelings yeah i do have mixed feelings about this episode now on one hand i do agree with you on a lot of things i like the use of multiple genres in this episode uh, loved the library scene that's very classic horror Lo- absolutely love that but for me there was just now i'm going to talk about this from a technical standpoint so the thing that immediately threw me off and I just couldn't get back into the episode, was the lighting of it, right? Now, if you're a Game of Thrones fan and you've watched this episode and you have social media, I'm pretty sure you've seen several other people have this gripe, which I think is fair enough. Now, for me, it didn't work. The lighting really threw me off. It was very dark. There were loads of times I didn't know who I was following, what story was going on, and it just really took me out of the whole bigger picture. So in that sense the final battle, you could say, was in a way anticlimactic for me in some, in some senses. I didn't really get to see the battle in the sense of as much as I would have liked to, like you see in other big battle movies such as Lord of the Rings and things like that, even in dark scenarios. I, I read a report that the, the creators, I can see what they were going for. They were going for as much natural light as possible. And... In a real-world scenario, in that environment, it probably would be very dark. Mm-hmm. I get it. But for an audience standpoint, I needed something just to keep me going with it. But on that note, uh, even though this, it's funny that this episode was all about the battle, but my favorite parts of the episode were the quieter, 
character moments. Yeah. They, they, they were some of the standout moments for me. Uh, one in particular I really like was, I, I don't know what it was, but she finally, I, I really appreciated, appreciated Sansa in this episode. Finally. Yeah, at, at that moment she had with Tyrion in the crypts was, was very, was very touching and, and warming. I, I almost thought something was going to happen there at one point. But I thought, no, that, that would have been the easy thing to do, to have something happen. But the fact that they just shared a moment resonated to their history. And, and, what, and, and the fact that she says, you were the best I had, yeah. which, which resonated with Tyrion. And he, yeah. he thinks, well, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing because, like, you know, and I, you, you're absolutely correct. I've seen a lot of criticism on, on how dark the episode was. But the irony of it is it's actually, that battle is actually... the what the night king wants to bring is a long night you know so it's actually meant to be dark but it's such a shame to the filmmakers because they invested a lot of money into the props into the costumes and all of that and a lot of that seems to have been lost in the darkness you know even the choreography of of the actual battles i felt a lot of that was lost because i couldn't see what was going yeah. on yeah. i really wanted to feel like i was in the battle and you could see the moves and and you know the fight skills but I just didn't get that. Yeah. Which which was why at some points I was just like, let's get going a bit here. Yeah. It was it's it's such a big shame because I mean I agree that was I think that wasn't their intention, but it just ended up that day. I could see why. I mean I I didn't feel that way because I watched it like in the middle of the night. You know when I watch my Game of Thrones it's midnight. Watch it in the middle of the night. Everywhere was dark. So it was very possible for me to see everything. But I can understand somebody who's not watching it in that kind of situation that doesn't have 100% concentration, it would have been so difficult. you know. But moving on from that issue of being dark, it was a very well put together. You know. Overall, yeah, the episode was very well put together. Mm. Just for me... I could because of the lighting and and the I didn't I wasn't too fan of the editing as well in comparison to the lighting the way the battle was shot it was very close up shots at times that you couldn't really see what was going on mm. for me personally it didn't feel like I was watching this grand scale battle that they were sort of hyping up to be yeah yeah that's just that's just me personally yeah it's funny because we were talking yesterday and while you were typing your text I was also typing my text and I was saying to you I like the editing you know it's really you don't realize it till after you've seen it. And if you're not like a filmmaker or, you know, deep into film, you don't realize it till after the episode, then you start thinking about it. Nothing was said. Hardly any words were said throughout the episode. And this episode was about 60 to 70 minutes long. 78 minutes. 78 minutes long. And they all the dialogue, could you could feel, fit all the dialogue into one page. I think that was a response to... Cause Game of Thrones is famously known to have dialogue-heavy episodes. Yeah. There'll be, you know, there'll be seasons where the first like six episodes or seven episodes, there's no action and mm. it's just dialogue. Yeah. And they, sometimes they get some criticism criticism for that. Mm -hmm. This was like a okay, we're gonna give you everything, everything, all sort of action and visual. Yeah, and it was sort of like you knew this was coming based on last episode. You saw everything. Last episode was just a very stripped-down episode. It was more dialogue. They were talking. There was everything was dialogue heavy. Last episode, I think that was like for bearing the fact that this new episode there will be no dialogue. It will all be about the battle. So let's talk about some of the things that surprised us. You know. Okay. Yeah. The, the first thing that surprised me. I mean, I I called it last episode, but I didn't think it would happen this way. Melisandre, the Red Witch. 
I knew she had a part to play because they had sort of made reference to when they showed that girl with the burnt face. I knew she had a part to play, but I didn't realize that she would come in that way. I thought she would be like, at the very end, she would then come in. And it was funny because when I saw her horse, if you remember the scene, you see her single horse coming out. Usually in war, in war, in battle episodes or battle films, when you see that happening, when the two armies are against each other, you see one horse coming out. It's usually the one to negotiate. So in my head, I was like, is the Night King going to talk now or something then i saw melisandre and i was like oh yeah okay that's how she comes in you know she she lit up the sword and you know everything was like wow she's on fire but i like the fact how later on the second time we wanted she wanted to light up the fire it wasn't all magical and all of that it was very you could see she was you could see her quote-unquote vulnerable side even though she had the fear the fear exactly like oh my god what's happening she was being distracted and that's something that game of thrones just does so well they they never they never take you away from the reality of it you know if it was another show you know and this one thing i had hands off to game of thrones if it was another show that had dragons and zombies they would make the entire thing about the dragons the dragons even though they are there they don't the episodes are not usually about them. They usually have one... It's never based on the dragons at all. Exactly. It's never based on them, you know, and that's something they're, they're, that... They're there for a wow factor. Exactly, but they never focus... If it was another show, another, they would really focus, oh, we've got dragons. They would put it in your face. We've got dragons. We've got zombies. But in Game of Thrones, it's not about that. So they, get, they give you that grounded story. Then all these other things are artifacts that just add to the story. So Melisandre's was there... I like the way she was used in this episode. Yes. And and don't take this the wrong way, but if if she was used the way that you sort of predicted she was going to have, you know, and come out all guns blazing with the fire, I kind of I kind of think man, that would have been maybe like a cheap move. Mm. It would have been the, like again I say the easy thing to do. Yeah. The way she was used was very clever, I yeah. thought. And yeah. I think it would made more impact onto who her character is. Yeah. And then obviously at the end, you know, this is a spoiler episode spoiler episode. She fades away, and it yeah, fades away there. I think uh, I, I'm, a part of me is like she got off too easy. Did she really make up for? Because you don't burn a child in this, on you know, roast the child. She was sort of left let off. Yeah, she, she was let off quite easily. You know, she died in when fulfilled her purpose, just faded away into the sunset. That was like no justice. Redemption's a it's a tricky subject because it's not so much about are you gonna the consequences for your previous actions it's what choice do you make in that moment in time mm. and that moment in time she made the right choice yeah to save all these people yeah speaking of redemption someone whose death really caught me was the um the Greyjoy. the Greyjoy. yeah yeah he he he's one I of i called it yeah you did call I, I, it I, I yeah did, you did it. call it that's something else you called quite rightly you know he's a character that you know he's somebody we started off we didn't care about then we started to care about we really hated him then we started to feel sorry for him. Then we started to like him. Then he dies, and he dies in the most heroic. Even the Night King, after he had impaled him with that spear, you, I could feel that maybe that look the Night King gave him was a look of respect. That you stared death in the face. Most people would just run away. You actually came at me. So I think maybe the Night King even gave him a look of, yeah, you died honorable. And the look on Theon's face as well, it looks like, 
even though I'm in this position, if I could, I'd still fight you. Mm-hmm. He, he, it, it, that the look on his face says it all. I have to give the acting in this is very good. Yes, from what you could see, the, the acting in was very good. Yeah, it was really good. And kudos to the writers. They just the way they've just that. And that, Theon is not even the main character, but you see how oh, he's like a C character. He's like a C character, and they yeah. just you know they made you care about him. You know, and that's something so clever. And a lot of people we thought were gonna die in this episode actually didn't die. Nope. Less people than I thought. Yeah. Although I got two right though. You did get. You I, got. I got Theon Greyjoy, mm-hmm. and I got Jora. 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 I yeah. call him Captain Friendzone. Yeah, he yeah. died as well. I thought, and and both of them, I called it went out the exactly the way I said they were going to die. I said Theon's going to go out saving Bran, mm-hmm. and Jora's going to go out saving Daenerys. It's funny now that you mention it. I think people, everybody, they they both got the deaths they wanted. Yeah, it it, it made sense. Yeah. You know, because Jorah, if you asked him, how do you want to die? He would say he wants to die in the arms of um, um, Daenerys. Dan, Dan Daenerys, you know. He's protecting always loved her. protecting her. He's always been in love with her, you know. Obviously, you love somebody that couldn't love you back. So he's always had that thing. But if you ask him, how do you want to die? He says, protecting my queen and dying in the arms of the woman I love, you know. And that's how he died. And Theon, all through his life, he was sort of looking for where to belong. And at the end of it, this guy turns to him and says, everything brought you where you belong, home. So he got that thing of, yes, this is where I belong. And at the end of it, after everything he had been doing, you know, he had been seeking forgiveness from all over the place. He sought forgiveness from John, forgiveness from Sansa. He had been getting forgiveness from his sister. He had been, you know, getting forgiveness from everybody. And the last one that he got, which I really think sunk in, was the one he got from Bran and, and he was like you're a good man thank you I think to him he just that was just the way he wanted to go fulfilled his purpose and I really liked it that, that really touched me yeah everybody who went out fulfilled their purpose yeah in a way very yeah. much I can't remember the character's name but the the the, the, pri- the priest for the Lord of Lights one yep. with the eye patch mm-hmm. he pretty much fulfilled his purpose exactly his story ended there perfectly yeah uh, and so I, I do Sorry about no, that. I no, go ahead. Yeah, I like how there was a visual metaphor that they put in there. You know, he's had this thing of he's always resurrecting, always dying and resurrecting. I know the resurrection is a big part of Christianity. And if you see the way he died, he sort of died like in a cross, mm-hmm. standing behind the door and that stabbing thing. You know, I don't know if it was intentional, but I feel it was. But I kind of picked on it that he's dying on a cross, sort of like Jesus Christ and all of that. And that was a very visual metaphor i love the way filmmakers do that they just put those things there in reference to other things and that was really good yes but you're correct he died serving his purpose yeah. i think we'll get i think we'll move on to the next big moment which was the the battle of the dragons mm. so what did you think of the actual battle of the dragons itself yeah i share your sentiment there it, it was a bit dark you know it was only the second time i watched it you know there was this time when john snow was flying through the forest and he collided head on with a dragon when i watched it the first time i thought it collided with the dragon king i'm um, sorry with the night king i didn't realize it was, it was daenerys. daenerys you know yeah. so i agree with you in that it was it quite was confusing dark. it was confusing that I thought it was very confusing it sort of like i get it he wanted to take the night king wanted to take the dragons out of the the main battle area but again, it just didn't work for me like i just didn't know who i was following until the night king's dragon started shooting the blue the blue ice flame or whatever, that's when I, oh, okay, that's that. But then you lost it immediately again. Yeah. So it lost the impact for me. Yeah, they didn't do it. I don't think they did it well. And, you know, that dragon battle was could something else. It could have been better. I was really looking forward to that. 
you know, I did think, I was hoping they would do some form of even, you know how jousting, even though they're on the dragons, yeah, you know, yeah. some sword. I thought that was... That would have been cool. That would have been cool. I think a lot of it was just these swooping camera movements, Yeah. which, what like what we got in the, I think, was it the first episode? Yeah. Or, or the one before? Yeah, first episode, it was. Sorry, the first episode was done better in the first episode, I thought. Uh, because it was so dark, you, you, didn't, you didn't really feel the same effect, yeah. if you ask me. Mm -hmm. So again, it just took me out of the episode. Yeah. And we finally get, for only time, Dracarys has not worked. You know, I, you know, I really thought that was going to be the end of the Night King. Because when Danny's finally found the Night King on the ground and just stood on him and just, Dracarys, the music started to change. You kind of got that vibe, but immediately I knew, nah, it's 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 too easy. That's a very it's a very classic movie TV trope mm. to sort of like you know do the whole fire. You think they're dead and then they appear. Yeah, like but it, it makes logic. It, it has it makes so much logical sense that dragon fire would kill him because mm. the weapons that kill them are made from dragon fire. dragon glass, dragon yeah. glass and Valyrian steel. Is blessed by, is made it, by dragon it would fire. It would kill most of them, but not the Night King. Not the Night King. This is what separates him. Yeah. That, that's another thing that I did like about this, though. I like the fact they really set up throughout pretty much the whole episode. This army is unstoppable. Yeah. It was, it was a dark, dreary episode where they were pretty much losing the entire time. Mm -hmm. They were getting their asses kicked. The Night King badly, is so powerful. Badly. Do you like, know what I mean? Yeah. And people were like, even people, which I enjoyed. Like, yeah, yeah. The most courageous people, even the most courageous people were just like, oh, you know. And it was a really sour episode. Like, yeah. And there was no moments of even, even specks of joy or anything like that. Not until the end, obviously. Yeah. But and you, you see, when the Night King actually gave Danny a smile, like, yeah. is that all you got? Just give him a smile. That's, that's just pure evil right yeah. there. Yeah. Like, is this all you've got? You know, and it was like, oh my God, is this really going to happen? Because I won't put it beyond Game of Thrones that this boy, that he kills the three-eyed raven. I would not put it beyond Game of Thrones. So I, I was in my head, I was like, whoa, is this really going to happen? Because I knew John was pinned down, uh, Danny was gone, you know, and somehow I never thought about Arya, where she ran away. I didn't. No, you, I didn't think about it either until yeah. obviously... Well, that's, that's, that segues perfectly. So let's get to the big moment of mm. the episode. Yeah. Which was, spoiler alert, the death of the Night King. Mm. Now, at first I had mixed feelings about it, but then after thinking about it, I go, no, take myself back. Because I was going to fall into the trap of expectation. Mm -hmm. You know, and what I sh wanted. And no, 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 this, it's not what I wanted, it's what happened. So what I wanted and what I think should have made sense, and there's a still a part of me that wish it could have happened, was that the final showdown would have been between the Night King and Jon Snow. Yeah. That there's a part of me that wanted that, you know, because we've been building up for eight seasons and you kind of suspected it's going to happen. Jon Snow is going to fight the Night King and it's going to be this epic one-to-one -one battle and Jon Snow would come out victorious. Mm -hmm. We didn't get that. We got a very quick move by Arya Stark. Now, at first, I, at first, I was like, whoa, and I screamed, yeah, I was excited to see that. And then I was thinking about it, and then I was like, oh, I kind of wish Jon Snow had the moment. Because, you know, Arya had loads of moments throughout that battle. She was, she was kicking ass. Yeah, she, 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 you know, more than Jon Snow was in that battle. However, I'm going to take myself away from that. It's not what I wanted. It's what the filmmakers gave me. And when I look at it from that point, it was a great moment. It was. It and, was. And, and, and a moment that she did kind of deserve... 
Although there's still a part of me that wishes it were Jon Snow. But hey. Yeah, I mean, everybody wishes. It's the classical, you know, another show. You know, like another show and it would totally be Jon Snow. If it was anything else, it would have been Jon Snow. But, you know, it j still makes sense that it's Arya. And if you look at it, now that it's happened, when you look at it back, if you think back, you notice that the filmmakers had been foreshadowing this for a very long time. It didn't just come up. No, it they'd been sh it yeah. does make sense. Yeah. I think like that's what I mean. Either of them made sense to do it. Yeah. And it's it's strange because like I don't know if you noticed this but the the Night King this, this the same way he was made was the same way he was destroyed because he was made next to a werewolf tree with dragon glass being put in his chest and he was destroyed under a werewolf tree with Valyrian Valyrian steel almost the same thing put in his chest, you know. One thing I'm 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 hoping this is not the end of it. We still need to under maybe they'll do it in the because you know there's a Game of Thrones prequel coming out. Maybe they'll do it there. But I still it still needs to be discussed. Who was the Night King and why did he want to destroy the world? We understood that he wanted to destroy the world. We understood why he wanted to kill Bran, but we don't he we don't sure how he wanted to do it, but we don't understand why. And I still think it needs to be explained. I go back to our previous Game of Thrones episodes where I do genuinely think he is that well, that was his goal, just to cover the world in this eternal night and, and winter. And I, I genuinely think that is it. That's that, that was his goal. Game of Thrones is too you, you think it should be more than that. Yeah. But from the last three episodes of this season, I think that's already been it's for me anyway, it's pretty laid out that that is what it is and right. then that the big bad is coming mm. which we'll get into in a bit but yeah but even though like we know it's coming and all of that it's still and game of thrones they don't leave loose ends you know like i said to you there were only two loose ends before this battle one was melisandre which they answered and the other one was her boyfriend um danny's boyfriend that she left in dawn or something yeah. that guy those were the only two ends. game of thrones they usually they usually tie up everything. They don't leave anything to speculation. You know, I kind of feel, I think, I don't think we're going to get it, but it might not, I don't think it will happen, but I think that maybe next episode we'll have an episode where Bran is now explaining to the people what happened because he seems to have known this was hap going to happen. That's why he, he, he gave Arya that, that um, the dagger yeah. the dagger and everything and even then when he gave Arya the dagger everybody was pointing out that when he gave Arya the dagger the, ca the camera stayed on his face and you could see the look of there was something about that there was something there there was something there so yeah. he sort of knows and I think more needs to be given to needs to be given to that because that's the only mystery we all know what's going to happen in the end there will be a big battle Apparently, the, the next... Um, Battle of King's Landing. Battle of King's Landing. They said it's going, that's the longest episode. Mm -hmm. You know, the, So there's going to be a big battle. It's the same director. You know, it's going to be... And we know who's going to win. We know how it's going to end in the end. But No, I can't predict. I don't know. I don't want to predict anything. I mean, we all know Cersei's going to lose. We, we all think we know. But we, we'll let, let's just... I'm, I'm just going to hold up because we're so close now. I'm just going to wait. Yeah. I'm not, I don't, yeah, you know me with theories. I'm just going to wait and see, see what it plays out to be. I'll call it. I think Cersei's going to lose. I think she's gonna kill. What's that guy's that gray jaw guy? Because one thing, gray worm, gray, not gray worm. The the pirate that brought her the golden company. What's his name? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, I know who you yeah. mean. Yeah, I yeah. think she's gonna order his execution because in Game of Thrones, this season has shown us anything. Once your purpose is done, you are out. You know, I think next episode she's gonna. You've brought the army, 
I don't need you anymore. And she's going to kill him. I think that's going to happen. And I think we're going to have the Klagin Bowl. That's something everybody has been asking for. I think it's going to happen. I don't know who's going to win. They might kill each other. But I really think Cersei's going to die. And I think she's going to die in the hands of Jamie. Yeah, I mean, look, if I had to put money on it, I, th- I would say, yes, yeah, Cersei's going to lose and Cersei's going to die. In the hands of Jamie. Yeah, I would say in, either in the hands of Jamie Jane, uh, or Tyrion. Th- those are my two. I, w- I would love Tyrion to do it, just to stick it to her yeah. <laughs> at the end. Um, well, yeah, no, I, I said this on the previous episode. I called it. I said the Night King's going to perish in this one, and the big bad will be Cersei overall. Well, well, I didn't see the Night King coming, so I kudos to you, man, for calling that out. So, well, th- we, I think we've hit it. Any, so... Well, one one last thing before yes. we wrap up. Um, the whole lead up to that moment of Arya killing the Night King mm. was beautiful, with the music and the slow motion. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The the, massage, the, the, yeah. The, the, you know how it started really softly and it just kept on building and building and building, and it was done beautifully. I yeah. thought the the sound effects, the music, the cinematography, the slow motion. All of it was perfect. Oh, I was actually going to say this during the show that the music played a huge part in this film. People don't realize it, but the music... No, there was no Ra- dialogue. Ra- uh, Ramin Daliwali, Daliwali, I can't pronounce his surname, but that guy who does the music for mm. Game of Thrones, he's fantastic. That's so good. I really hope when Benioff and Weiss go to Star Wars, of they course. bring him with... They, they will. They bring him along. I, I, because, obviously, the reason they... The Star Wars, Disney is bringing them on board is because of Game of Thrones. Yeah, 100%. Exactly. They, they've got they some, yeah. Exactly. So any, whatever made Game of Thrones work, bring it to Star Wars. Yeah. And I think that's what's going to happen. No, he did well. Remember, because this show was, this this film was more show, don't tell. So people don't realize it, but the music played such a huge part. The next time, if you're listening, watch it again and listen to the music. You'll see how the music brought everything forward. But to the point of that final montage, I want to be in the room where the director was explaining to the producers that the last two minutes of this is going to be a montage. Because they've never done it in Game of Thrones so slow. They hardly do slow motion in Game of Thrones. No, very rarely. They shot that in very slow motion, everything happening. and It almost like... um very reminiscent of like something like Zack Schneider would do. Yeah. Yes, it was very Watchmen-ish. What, well, Watchmen, Watchmen, like, an, yeah. like, you know, as Schneider likes to do, like, his opening montages and yeah. very slow motion. It felt that sort of vibe. Schneider, I miss that guy. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, um, yeah, so it was really great. I never thought Game of Thrones would be allowed to, they would allow a director to do that. But if it was going to be for any episode, if there was any episode to break the rules, it should have been, it, 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 this one is a good one because that's it. So, Officially, the Night King is is done with every that whole build up, that whole story, that whole mystery behind it is all done. Arya was the one who killed the Night King, and we're all happy about that. On a scale of one, two, three, I for this season, I'd still put episode three, two as my number one, followed by this episode, then episode one. So for me, it's two, three, one. What about you? For me, I I put this. Two one three. Two one three. That's that, decent that, as well. That, yeah, that's for me. Episode one was good too, wasn't Episode it? Episode one was a good one. Yeah. Uh, but I'm very much looking forward to see what the next three episodes. Now I kind of look at this. Now the way I'm going to look at this now is that wh- the first three episodes is is one movie, mm. and the third and the next three episodes is another it's movie. Another and it's one. like a two parter movie. Yeah. That's yeah. the. Way it, it's a good way to look at it. Yeah. I think the first half of of um almost like a uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Exactly. That's yeah. sort of, that sort of thing. Yeah. So next next episode which is the actual middle one 
two ahead, two behind, will be, I think half of that would be closure for the war, then burning the bodies, mourning the dead and all yeah, that. Then the I, second half will be King's Landing. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It'll be half of it will be mourning and the yeah. other half will be preparing for, for the war. For the war, for yeah. the next one. Yeah. It'll be a very quiet episode. It, it, it yeah, be it'll very be very much similar to the first one yeah. at the beginning. Nothing too major, but just yeah. moving the plot forward yeah. to the next plate. So... That's about it, um, folks. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. As usual, we'll be back next week after episode four to talk about it. But until then, Vala Mugolis. Vala Mugolis. Vala Mugolis.